0: We head over to sunny Barbados, where I'm joined by Roland Butcher, um, who's been on the show a few times now, and is always uh, very welcome to have him on the show. There's a few things I'd like to talk about. Um, Roland, welcome to the show, and of course, Merry Christmas teaser. Thank you, Darren, and uh, Merry Christmas
1: to you and your family, and hope you have a, a very, very enjoyable time over this
0: weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's a special time in Barbados. I've been I've been out there for the festive season before, and there's a lot of traditions that go on. Of, uh, of tidying up your house and uh, is it true that you paint the stones in front of your uh, in the chattel houses they paint the stones white so it looks like snow is that true
1: well some people do that um you know barbados is called little england so um you can understand the traditions that goes back so very much what goes on in uk in terms of celebration of christmas goes on in barbados and that's the way
0: it's always been and I'm sure it will continue being that way yeah, that's right. It's very good. It's very good. So it's a good time for the West Indies. Um, England have just finished their white ball tour to the to the region, and we've seen some ODI games and we've seen some T20s with West Indies coming out on top. Um, it must be a, a really good positive message for West Indies cricket to beat England in uh, in both formats.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was obviously, I think, very good performance um, by the the team not just in these two series, I think overall, um, if you look at the progression made by all the teams um, this year, um, you'll find that West Indies have won five series this year. Um, I can't remember even in the heydays when that has ever happened, where five series have been won in one year. So really that just shows you how well the, the team has been playing and the progress that has been made and really it should be an indication of the future that lies ahead for, you know, this particular group of players.
0: That's right. I mean, England uh, came into this as, uh, well, recent world champions at 50 over cricket and uh, current world champions at T20. But also, you're right, West Indies have done well this year. I was out in Bridgetown to watch them against uh, India um, a few months ago and um, and um, they they pulled off some strong performances against uh, a strong Indian team with Kohli and the like that were out there.
1: Well, yeah, I think if, if you look at the year as a whole, um, started off, been in the Test Series in Zimbabwe, you know, won a T20 Series in South Africa, um, drew the ODI Series, you know, beat India in the, t- in the T20, um, obviously winning against England both or the INT20, you know, and if you add to that, also the performances of the A-Team who won a series um, in Bangladesh, you can see that there's been, you know, real good progress made um, by by the players. And, um, you know, we're very, very proud and pleased that that sort of run has been put together. Um, it's been a long, long time where people have been worrying around the world, what is the fate of Indies cricket? But... I think this last year really has um, been an exciting one and the team has done very well.
0: Yes, yeah, um, it was a big disappointment that they didn't feature in the World Cup in India. Um, I kind of feel it's not really a World Cup without West Indies being there. What were the reasons for that?
1: Well, I think the reasons are much more... There um, were longer-term reasons. As you know, you know, West Indies have been going through a rough patch for a long time. Um, it wasn't just during the World Cup qualifying and you know that sometimes you have to hit rock bottom you know before you can start looking upwards and um, that probably was a seminal moment um, for the team and and for the region that really it couldn't get any worse Uh, I'm so pleased with the response um, of the players and everyone else involved since then um, has shown that there's a lot of pride in playing cricket for West Indies and you know, the fact that yes, they can compete with the best in the world because, you know, they have beaten the top three teams in the world um, over this over this year in the series. So, you know, that's not a bad response for the disappointment of missing out on that World Cup. Yeah.
0: And it's Australia next. Um, that's going to be another challenge for them. But um, I'm guessing the guys are going into that with, uh, with high hopes.
1: Yeah, I mean the test series is going to be a, a challenge. Um, you can understand because quite a number of West Indian players are not available for that series, so um, it gives the opportunity to a lot of younger players who have been cutting their teeth over the last year in the A team, and they've done relatively well. So I would expect them also to to give account of themselves um, in Australia. They will not be, you know, they'll know for sure the, the challenge that awaits them because. You know Australia and Australia is a formidable opponent. Um, you know the team brimming with confidence, so you know the Test series is likely to be a, a hard one. I am much more confident in the white ball series because I certainly believe that they can beat Australia in the white ball series.
0: Yeah, and I, I keep hearing people trying to tell me that cricket is dying in the West Indies, but. I don't think it's really the case. Every time I'm in Barbados um and, and I wander past Pickwick or Maple or any of the other clubs, there's always a high standard of cricket going on. And particularly with the Red Bull. Um I don't I don't see that the, the the interest is dying at any at, at any stage.
1: You're absolutely right. The interest is not dying. Um, you know, in actual fact, there's probably more cricket player now than ever before.
0: I just think really
1: some of the problems that we have had over the years is that. You know, first-class cricket in the Caribbean is a very short season, sometimes five matches. Um, Not That's not great preparation to play the best in the world, particularly at test match cricket. Um, So that's one of the problems that we've had over the years, just getting enough cricket for our players, which means that at test level, you know, they're having to learn on the job instead of coming into a test with lots of first-class matches behind them. So, you know, I think what has happened you know, over this last year is that you the A team have had two tours this year alone, which has been fantastic for them. Uh, we've also now got an academy under-23 um, squad as well. They have just completed a series against Ireland Academy in the Caribbean. And also the under-19 have been, you know, pretty busy as well. And they're going to the World Cup um, in January. So what is happening now is that, you know, we're looking to obviously get more cricket uh, for these players. The academy team also plays in the 50 over um, Super 50 tournament, and they will also play in the 40 tournament. So that'll be more experience for them. So, if we continue on that path, you know, the this cricket will be in good hands.
0: And for our younger viewers and listeners that are tuning into this interview, um, they may not be aware that Mr. Roland Butcher was the first black man to play cricket. For England, uh, back in, what was it, 81, was it? Uh, 80 and 81. 80 and 81, that's right. And I saw that there was a really lovely moment just recently with uh, you in the England dressing room, and it was a small presentation for you. Yeah, that was very
1: touching. It's a great honour. Um, totally unexpected. Obviously, England would have planned it before they left the UK because, um, you know, they invited me to the dressing room um, Assemble all the players and then made a presentation to me with a three Lions pin with my ODI and test number engraved at the back. And, and also they've got Phil Salt, who is very much a Barbadian um, <laughs> to do the presentation as well. So that was a nice touch. And um, yeah, I would really like to, you know, thank Mark Saxby really and the rest of the management and the team, you know, for doing that and for the reception that I got. Um, In Trinidad last week, and um, yeah, very very proud of that moment. And I'd like to thank the England team for the gesture.
0: Yeah, it was. uh, I I remember those days really well as a youngster, and that Middlesex team that you were part of with Norman Cairns and Will Slack. Um, It was it was a really joyous time for uh, for West Indian representation in the English game. It was,
1: um, you know, certainly the eighties and nineties was pretty much the height of persons playing county cricket of west Indian um, heritage uh, as you said within the Middlesex side obviously we had five players with Caribbean roots most of the other teams also had uh, players as well some were seasoned internationals obviously like Somerset with Garner and Richards Sylvester Clark at Surrey uh Lancashire had like Lloyd and Michael Holden, Colin Croft, uh, Derbyshire, Lawrence Roar, Hampshire, Marshall, Greenwich. So you could go through all the counties and you would find a good flavour of um, West Indian heritage. Um, obviously, from mid-90s, really, that has changed somewhat. But I think what is happening right now in England, particularly with the ES programme, um, you will see in the future, uh, you will see a lot more West Indian heritage players back in first-class cricket because the interest is there. Now what they're getting is the opportunity to compete for places. And, um, you know, the love for cricket um, will never die for us, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, the ACE Pro program is is a fantastic uh, initiative. As as you know, I'm heavily involved with that, and my son plays for the academy. Um And uh, it's great to be amongst all the guys there. And Chevy Green and Ebony Rainsford brent are doing some fantastic work. And I know you're a big supporter and ambassador as well for the, for the project. It's, 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 it's a really, really good thing. And I think uh, it will be bearing fruit pretty soon.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I'm certain that will happen.
0: You know, it was nice to see Ebony again.
1: She was here for the the matches in Barbados. So we caught up. Uh, It was nice to see her again. Um, Yeah. She, she and the team really working hard um, spreading its wings really around the, the UK now. And you're right, you know, in the future, you know, you will see that, the work that's being done would bear fruit.
0: Now, there's one news story that I read this week that's concerning me a little bit. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on, and that's the news about um, the Jamaican Talawas um, withdrawing from the CPL. And there are stories about cricket uh, in Jamaica struggling. They aren't going to have any matches for the upcoming World Cup are going to be held there. Um, and the article that I read said that there's no interest in cricket in Jamaica, which I find amazing given the number of fantastic players that have come from Jamaica down the years. Um, uh, Are things really that bad in the area?
1: Actually, I mean, not being on the ground in Jamaica, I like yourself have to listen to what other people say without really having the facts. Um, You know, I I do think that they have got some problems in Jamaica in relation to cricket. I don't think they're bidded for a lot of uh, tournaments. I guess they've had difficulty um, in having the Talawas based in Jamaica, and as a result, the Talawas Talawas have had to use other bases, like at one stage, USA and other places, um, to be. So it doesn't surprise me that the Talawas um, will be moving elsewhere. I think that's something that everyone can see coming. In terms of cricket on the ground, you know, I would imagine there still is a great love of the game. Um, There's some players certainly coming through from Jamaica. You've only got to look as far as Jordan Johnson, um, who's an under 19 player. Um, He would be playing in the under 19 World Cup. uh, Recently, West Indies toured uh, Bangladesh under 19. Uh, You know, he scored 300s um, in that tournament. Uh, He has played um, Super 50 recently for the Columbia campuses and colleges. And you know, we also sent him on the 18 tour to South Africa to give him that sort of experience. So, you know, that sort of quality still exists. And you know, obviously they've got lots of fast bowlers as well. So, you know, I I cannot really say what exactly is going on in Jamaica, but you know, I think Jamaica has a, a very important role to play in the overall development of, of West Indies Cricket. And um, I'm sure at some stage, you know, they'll get it together. But the Telawell situation. You know, I think that's been on the cards for for quite a while.
0: So as we come through Christmas into 2024, all eyes are going to be on the T20 World Cup, which is being held in the West Indies and the the USA. Um, The USA being involved in a major tournament for the first time. Um, I can remember the enthusiasm and the interest when the 50-over World Cup was held in West Indies in in 2007. Um, I think we're going to find similar Levels, because T20 cricket is really popular out in the Caribbean. Um, it's going to be a great event.
1: Yeah, well really, T20 cricket, as you know, I've really taken over and taken on around the world, really. Um, it's watched by a lot of people. Um, it is the cricket that a lot of players also want to play now. So to play in a World Cup um, T- T20 is something also very special. So the players will be looking forward to it. I mean, the supporters in the Caribbean will be looking forward to it. And as well as their love for the game, I think they really will start to believe now that they've got a team that can challenge for winning that trophy as well. So that will also add to the excitement.
0: And when you go into the rum shops around Barbados and you talk to some of the old guys in there, and uh, my favourite is the John Moore bar on the West Coast. And uh always get involved in some good exchanges with some of the experts that are in there with the Mount Gay Rum. But
1: well, Darren, you are a visitor and you do more than I do. Um, <laughs> you visit these you, you visit these rum shops, which um unfortunately fortunately I don't I don't do, not really a drinker, so I, I have to listen to exactly what you were saying to me and, and take it on board. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I just got there for research. I don't uh, involve any bad habits, don't worry. <laughs> but I love getting involved. You can get any Bajan on the subject of cricket and, uh, yeah, it's always a fantastic conversation. Uh, mind you, yeah, they
1: all- just, just... I mean, you don't have to start the conversation. I mean, no. they will start it. And, and invariably, it is about cricket. Usually, <laughs> it's about giving the selectors a lot of stick, but <laughs> that is besides the point. But... Barbarians uh, well, are no different to the rest of the Caribbean. You know, as selectors, you know, we do take a bit of a hammering. You know, whichever team you select is not the right one, but, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And they will always have their opinions. And that's what it is their opinions.
0: Yeah, that's right. My late father was Guyanese and, uh, yeah, he, he was no different. He had his views. And usually, <laughs> as you're right, it was the selectors <laughs> and the board that got all the, the fiercest criticism. Okay, Ronan, uh, great to talk to you and uh, many thanks again for joining us as always. It's always an absolute pleasure uh, and I'm glad to see you looking so well. Um, Have a fantastic festive season. Enjoy Christmas and uh, I wish you all the best for 2024 and um, look forward to catching up in uh, in Barbados uh, when I'm over next time. Yeah, thanks Darren and
1: um, happy Christmas to you and your family and um, certainly looking forward to, to 2024.
0: Excellent. Uh, Ronan Butcher speaking to us from Barbados, many thanks.